This podcast is a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to find out more. G'day guys, Mike here. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Uh, This is Mike Talks, a sometimes Friday edition of this podcast that I sometimes do when I sometimes have time, which uh, currently I do. This week, it is with Jack Post, one of my best friends, one of my radio mentors, and uh, just someone that I always have tons of fun chatting to and laughing with, and uh, this chat is exactly that. It went on for longer than we thought. It gets a bit chaotic, but lots of laughs, lots of detours, chatting all about his radio career, podcasting, and music, and his podcast, Jackie Road Studio, and All of those things, so it was super fun. I hope you enjoy this chat, the best way to support this show. I'm going to quickly do them before we start. Contact me anytime, radiomikepod at gmail.com or radio.mike on Instagram. Follow me there. Subscribe on my YouTube. Just type in Radio Mike. All of my podcasts go up on YouTube as full videos, including this one, so if you'd like to watch it instead of just listening to it, feel free to do so. Uh... I also have a podcast called Harry Potter and the Boys. It is my Harry Potter fan fiction podcast where I read Harry Potter fan fiction that I wrote when I was in year seven. So please go and check that out as well. It's going gangbusters. Lots of people are listening and I really appreciate that too. And you can buy a sticker pack for this podcast. You get five stickers for $20 at radiomike.com.au. That's a way you can support the show financially. But without further ado, let's go on to my chat with Jack Post. All right, welcome to another edition of Mike Talks. I am Mike, I talk, and uh, my guest today is Jack Post, good friend of the show and good friend of me. Hello, good friend Radio Mike. <laughs> Thank you for having me on your show. <laughs> uh, how have you been, man? How are you I'm good, man. Thanks for having me in your bedroom as well. Yeah, so off air just before we started... Jack said, oh, should we talk about The Room? Like, as in my bedroom. And I was like, yeah, we can talk about The Room, the Tommy Wiseau film. (laughs) (laughs) I only ever saw the James Franco one. Did you see the the actual... Disaster Artist. Yeah. I've never seen The Room. And then I was reading about it. Funnily enough, yesterday I was reading about it and I was like, I have to watch this movie because apparently it's like just one of the biggest cinematic messes of all time. Yeah, and that's what made it a cult classic. But seeing The Disaster Artist... It gives you an idea, I guess, of what the film is. But I, I'm kind of wondering, because wasn't Tommy Wiseau... I don't know if I'm saying the name right, <laughs> but wasn't he part of the Disaster Artist? Like, he went up and accepted an award for the Disaster Artist, and I'm like, you know this whole thing is about how <laughs> bad your movie was <laughs> and what a bad experience it was for people. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know. He seems like such a strange character. Yeah, and then there's like, is it Greg Sestero or something? Or something like that. Yeah. Do I look, is this a bit for people watching the video? <laughs> Do I look a little bit sexual with the shorts on? Yeah, so Jack's wearing really short, like safety orange shorts and he's sitting like man spreading on this chair and you can see pretty much his whole crotch region. I'm going to do um, a lean forward. There's no subtlety in it at all. Check out the videos on YouTube. Uh, you're, you just finished like... I, I was actually thinking, oh, what can I plug for Jack? But you've just finished your podcast, Jackie Rose Studios. Yep. Christian O'Connell Breakfast Show is now on break. Yep. And the Hamish and Andy podcast, the last episode just went to air on the day of recording this. <laughs> so, like, I realise yeah. this is kind of pointless because you have nothing to plug for the rest of the year. Yeah, I've got nothing. <laughs> well, although, this is funny. Christian um, O'Connell got his first, like, big... Um, 
Herald Sun spread. I don't I know saw if you saw that. it on the weekend. Yeah, I saw it with his kids and yeah. everything. So it was, what's the magazine lift out of Herald Sun? I think it's called oh. Weekend or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, him and his family are on the front page with their dog. And it was it literally came out the day after we finished on air. So we finished on Friday. <laughs> then it came out on Saturday. The biggest press he's ever got in his three years of being in Melbourne. If People are like, all right, I like this family. I'll give this show a go. <laughs> You can't for six weeks. turn on at 6am on Monday and it's like Huggy or something like that. <laughs> Huggy's great, by the way. Yeah, Huggy's like, great. If you're looking for Christian, it's not Huggy. <laughs> but you can still get the podcast. Or you can still get the podcast of Hamish and Andy. You yeah, can still get true. the podcast of Jackie Road Studios. I guess because I listen to podcasts as they come out. Like, I'm always up to date on my podcast. But yeah. some people might binge listen and save up episodes and stuff like Be that. Be catching up. Did you, do, did you get your um, Spotify updates of what podcast you listen to most? Yeah, but... But I don't use Spotify for podcasts. Oh, I yeah, use me Pocket too. Cast. So yep. my Spotify one's always like a really weird stuff that I just happened to click on once on Spotify yeah. like six <laughs> months ago. I'm like, oh yeah, I listened to one episode of that on Spotify just because it came up. So the, the podcast ones are never accurate. Yeah. But yeah. I have I've got something in mind for some of that people can check out, which I haven't started yet. Oh yeah. I'm thinking of starting a cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? <laughs> no, I think that's people would buy that. Yeah, but but would it be Jack from Hamish and Andy or Jack from Jackie Road Studios or from Christian O'Connell? Uh, can you be from multiple things? I guess so. I don't know. I've never I've never really used it. I've been given a cameo, but I've never uh, like asked somebody to do one for me. What's the target demographic for your cameo? <laughs> Is it? It would be Hamish and Andy listeners. I guess Hamish and Andy fans or Christian O'Connell fans, and I will. I'm thinking for extra, I'll write you a song. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. But you know what? I'll write a song for you like your loved one who you're getting the, the gift for. You know what you should do though to get give people more value is like when we're back recording Hamish and Andy, just do your cameos in the <laughs> studio with them in the background. So like force them to be a part no, of it. I, I actually thought of that. You pay, pay extra to have Hamish and Andy accidentally in the background. <laughs> That's and a very good idea. Pay extra again for me to actually get their attention for the video. Yeah. So one would be like, so you you just look out that way. Yeah. And I would be like, hey guys, hey, happy birthday to Andrew. Hope you have a great <laughs> 21st, man. But then the extra money would be like, happy birthday to Andrew. Hey, uh, Hamish from Hamish and Andy. Have a great ha- birthday, happy man. Happy birthday, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> An inadvertent happy birthday. <laughs> No, that's great, man. Thanks, man. So that's something you can look out for, Jack. Let's talk. When does this come out? Maybe I'll try. All right, I'll try and get the cameo up by overnight. (laughs) Good luck. Don't you have to? I guess you have to. I don't know what you have to do. Luke Kidgel has one. Does he? Luke and Lou both have one. All right. It's it's probably pretty easy. And also Corey from Corey and DeHouse has one. Who's that? <laughs> so there was a TV show. Maybe Is that Corey a, Worthington? No, no, no. Maybe it was a bit older than you. Um, Not older than you. You were a bit older for this. But there was a right. show on Saturday Disney called That's So Raven. Did you ever see oh, that? Oh, that sounds familiar, yeah. but no, I didn't watch so it. on the show That's So Raven, she had a the character had a little brother called Corey. And then I never saw it, but I think after that So Raven ended, they did a spin-off show called Corey and the House <laughs> where Corey goes and lives in the White House, which seems like such an absurd <laughs> premise for a show. Is it, It's not Australian? No, it's American. All right, okay, like, that makes but, more sense. But just like, why was he living in the White... Did anyone mm. see that show? That's what I want to know. 
Why was Corey in that house? Yeah. So how much does Corey cost and how much do Luke and Luke cost on Cameo? I think, I don't I don't actually know. Corey was decent value for money though. Yeah. But can I um just detour because I just thought of something mm. funny. You were the first guest on this podcast, 20th Century Boy, episode five, like yep. last year. And I'm pretty sure we talked about Corey Worthington on that, right? And I said that my goal in life is to have, is to speak to someone that went to Corey Worthington's His birthday party. party. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. And um, <laughs> when I, I recently, just on a whim, I was reading the Hamish and Andy emails that come in because like you, you like I do that, that's my job. Yep. And one of the things people can fill in is like, what is something about you? Or like, what is a special thing about you or whatever? And someone said, I went to Corey Worthington's party. And I was like, oh, I wish I could like, because it's not really right for me to use. No, email. call them. Really? Call them and but have them on the show. But he didn't. He didn't write into my show. He wrote into Hamish and Andy. So I didn't feel like. Or it was do like a because you always call the people back. So you're like, hey, this is Mike from the Hamish and Andy show. <laughs> you got a great upset, Andy. Can we call you on the show? <laughs> why, why don't you do that to him and pretend the, that? I- <laughs> yeah, and then be like, oh, I'm uh, oh, just I forgot Hamish and Andy's finished for the year, but I got a podcast as well. If you want to come on that, <laughs> nah, it's not. I don't think it's... Yeah, I don't know if I can. I would love to know about that party, though. Yeah, that's the thing. It's <laughs> such cutting-edge content. Like, I feel like I should do it. But um, enough about me and Corey. Let's talk about you. No, thanks, Mike. Well, uh, Jackie Road Studios was really awesome, man. Thanks, How, man. Like, wh- what was the uh, what was the best part of it? No, like... No, no, really hard-hitting question. Let yeah, me think yeah, about thanks, it. Yeah, thanks, man. Oh, jeez. What is you your favourite... <laughs> it's like when... You know, when, like... I remember once... Mike Larkin, the weatherman from Channel 10, came to our school in grade one. (laughs) It's like everyone had to prepare a question and pretty much everyone's question was either, what is your favourite part about being a weatherman or how do you know what the weather is going to (laughs) be? That's the class glance. (laughs) But yeah, like, yeah, what's your favourite part about Jackie Road? Um, Well, for people who don't know Jackie Road Studio, I'll just say what it is. Jackie Road Studio or Studio? Studio, sorry. Right, no, that's all right, man. Just get your own podcast right. (laughs) I interview a guest and then I use something from the chat to write an original song Mm. that you hear at the end of the episode. Yeah. So it was was a double effort podcast because I had to book the guests, do Mm. the interview, and then after they're gone, have to go away and write a song. Mm. Yes. But you, I mean, no one asked you to do it. No, you chose, that's right. You're acting like it was like, yeah, it was yeah, really, so. they, they put a lot of pressure on me. It's like you decided all of that. Yeah, I did. No, and when, was, I came up, really cool. when I came up with it, I was so excited. I was like, yes, I've never heard this in a podcast before. This mm. is a great way. Like I, I do like writing songs. Yeah. Um, I can think of cool people I'd want to interview. So my favourite part of doing the whole thing was probably that, two weeks before the podcast started when I just basked in the glory of a great idea and then actually had to go and do the work. And you know, because I talked to you behind the scenes, but how much I started to hate the format that I put myself in because the songs were taking me way too long to do and I lost all my weekends. And Well, I don't think, like, yeah, I mean, I think you... Like, it was a lot of effort, but at the same time, like, you enjoyed all the output of it. But I, I know what, what, you, what you mean. Yep. Like, it started to become a lot of effort alongside your actual job. Yeah. It, it was the same thing every two weeks. I did the song every week, and then the, every other week I broke down how I made the song. Mm. But so every two weeks I had to deliver a song on a Sunday night. Yeah. And it was the same thing every two weeks. Like, I get to Saturday morning, not have anything, 
curse myself, curse the fact that I made the idea for the podcast, tell yeah. my wife, like, why did I do this? This is the stupidest <laughs> idea ever. This makes me no money. I've got a normal job. Why am I doing this? Oh, then I would come on, man. Then, like, the know, creative the, outlet. It, so gets better, it gets better. It gets better. Then I would start working on it, eventually get to a point where I was excited and liked the idea of the song. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, great, great, great. Ride high on that for a little bit. Yeah. Then there's the grind of actually then doing it, like recording the guitars, yeah. have to send it to a guy who recorded drums, doing all the mixing on the computer, which I'm not good at because I, when I started the podcast, I didn't really know how to do any of that. Yeah. And then grind, 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 stay up way too late on Sunday night and get it delivered. And I was hating That's the part I hated most. I was mm. like, this is way too much work. I'm... The people who listen to this show should be so grateful and they're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, and we then, get it. You hate it. But we then it. <laughs> Monday morning would come because I'd done it. Yeah. Monday morning I'd wake up, I'd listen to the song on the way into work and I'd be like, this song's awesome. I'd listen to the interview again. I was like, this is so good. Like, this is such a good podcast. Mm. And then I would ride high on that feeling for yeah. the whole next week and then have to repeat it again. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, my podcast isn't as much effort as that was, but like sometimes like I'm, I, I, the effort I put into it, I'm like, ah, oh, this is so much effort and it, I don't make any money off this. But then once it's out and people listen and respond to it, it's a really good feeling. Yeah. So that's the best part. That. But you sadly can't get one without the other. Yeah. Like, hey guys, well, can yeah. you just keep writing me emails telling me you love me, <laughs> but it, it, I don't have to it, put out anything? It's kind of like money, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you, you have to yeah. go to work yeah. to get money, but yeah. you just really want I the like money. I like the spending part. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like the getting stuff. I just hate the working for it. Yeah. What's the, What do you reckon was the best song you put out? Because there was, is there 12 songs? Yeah, there's 12 songs. So I've just last week finished the album yeah so i did um 24 episodes which produced 12 songs which is kind of <laughs> like good enough to call an album yeah i set out to do 14 but 12 was good enough for me yeah nice so the whole album is i'm getting that remastered so they all sort of sound the same yeah which i don't know much about that i'm sending that to a guy to do that yeah and then it'll come out on spotify and all your streaming services as a full album but at the moment, you can go on Spotify and just see the playlist if you search Jackie Road Studios or mm. Jack Post and you can see all 12 songs there. I always, like the recency effect was always making me like the most recent song. So probably my most favourite at the moment is the one that I did last week, which was called The Protégé, which you featured on. Yes, love that. Uh, a lot of fun. Which was great. That's probably my favourite song and the one I did the week before that after Andy's episode, which was called Thanks for Tuning In. That was a really funny one as well. Um, I really like, I think the one that no matter what is just still stuck in my head to this day is the ballad of the kid who wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Which was the Christian Hull episode. Yeah, yeah, that was the second one I did. Um, Yeah, I reckon that that one is, I, I always get more feedback about the ones that have raps in them. Yeah. Uh, which is funny. I think people just get impressed when people they don't expect to be able to rap can rap. Because on Release the Sounds, our band CD just up there, guys. Um, just grab it down, Jack, and show Available it to them. now. We still have a few left if you want one. Signed copies. Um, uh on pants up, which is the like it's it's barely hip hop, yeah. but it's like the but most, it's got rapping in it. You yeah, would say, yeah. yeah. Um, the, when I did the rap verse in that, everyone was like, "Oh, what the hell!" Like someone sent me a voice message to my podcast phone number. It's like, "Whoa, Mike, you can <laughs> spit bars, man!" And it's <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah. Well, that's de- that, that's my experience as well. Everybody always like 
gets so excited about the rap one. So there's two or three of those on there. Mm. Um, and then thanks for tuning in, probably got the broadest amount of feedback. I think because it sounds like, I, I think it's a, just a well-structured song in terms of like how all the songs turned out. They're all a little bit weird, but that one like sounds like it could be a song on radio or something yeah, if it okay. wasn't a joke song. Yeah, I actually thought, because oh, we should tell this story because I was the first guest on the episode. Yeah. And originally, you, <laughs> yeah. Jack Jack pitched the podcast to me. No, you didn't listen. That's the thing. I told you exactly what to expect. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen. Jack pitched the podcast to me originally as the entire podcast was having a guest and the podcast is writing a song with the guest, like live uh, as the podcast, right? So you would together write the song. So... Jack got me in for the first episode and just starts interviewing me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this has gone on for so long. We haven't even started writing the song. I wonder when we're going to start. And then then he just wrapped it up. And I was like, so now do we write the song? And Jack was like, oh, no, no, we don't write the song together. <laughs> that would be so hard, though, if we I know, but tried I, to write a song during a podcast. I think it would be really t- tough. But you'd be under, like, the time constraints and all of that. Yeah. Um, but that The one good thing about that is, like, what I've... Because people were saying to me as I'm moving into like, I've promised on the podcast that I'll move into some sort of phase two of the mm. of Jackie Rose Studios yeah. next year. Nice. And people say to me, why don't you just make the songs like once every month? But I don't think it's really the time. Like I actually think you, you give yourself more time. You just put more effort into making it sound better. Mm. You don't, that doesn't necessarily give you more free time or take more stress away from you. I reckon if so, if you had something like, all right, we've got one hour to write a song, then people would be more forgiving because they know the time constraints. Yeah. And you and you can't get super stressed about it because you're like, well, I've got an hour to do it. I have Whatever to put I come something up with out. Is it, is what I what it is. It's it is like I mean you were still under a week. Like you no, not even a week. Sometimes like three days, right, to turn a song around. Yeah, oh, but only because every every Monday I would go, all right, why don't I get a head start this first time? Why don't I get a head start on it and do it now? And then I would just do that thing where you pick up a guitar and, and you're just like, nah, 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 yeah, nah, yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. Don't play anything. Then you end up playing like time of your life or something. <laughs> but it's amazing because like. Every song is is like really good. And oh, thanks, man. Thank you. The other one I forgot to mention is the British India song. Yeah, was that's actually like that song actually genuinely sounds to me like it could have come off uh, Blink One Eighty Two's "Animal of the State." Like thanks, it actually, man. the Thank guitars, you. everything about it, particularly the guitars. And for those who don't know, that song is about you interviewed Matt O'Gorman, who's yep. a friend of ours and the drummer for um, British India, and it was about like uh, British India inadvertently becoming like a really demanding band yeah. of their support Well, he act. told me, which I found so strange. They were two of the country without their instruments yeah. and they would just make the support band in each regional town give them their instruments. Yeah. It's like, it like an exchange for, hey, if you guys want to play with British India, you got to let us use yeah, your drum we kit. we never buy yeah. instruments, so we just use yours. Yeah. And if we break Matt, them, it's your problem. Matt, I don't think he owns a drum kit. I asked no, him. No, he does. Does he? He was in the music video for our... Oh, that was, that's right. That was his drum kit. Yeah. And <laughs> the, the drum kit in that video has the British India logo on it. <laughs> yeah. How many bands have a, a different, film clip with a different... A different band. <laughs> So if you go and watch the music video for A Touch to String, you can see the British India logo on the drum kit. It's yeah. so funny. But yeah, but that was that song. That, you know, the release the sound stuff is really gaining traction on like Spotify and um, 
and uh, I actually saw you post it is what made me think of it mm. um, because I, I, I've sort of like, I never go to see like how many streams we're getting or yeah. whatever, but people are still listening to it. Yeah, I don't, I don't either, but then mm. I just went to look at our profile on Spotify yeah. and yeah, Instagram song got over 10, has over, I think it's got like 11,000, which like, you know, compared to your bloody... Justin Bieber's is oh, nothing. Oh, compared to your Bieber's. For a low, for a, you know, grassroots band from yeah. Melbourne, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like 10,000 and then attached to strings, probably going to get 10,000 soon as well. Yeah. So and then you and then you put on top of that um, the 40 CDs that we sold. So yeah. that's so another. That's, you're probably adding 100 <laughs> plays each from that. But even a guy, because the Spotify wrapped, as we talked about, is yeah. happening. And a guy sent me a screenshot and was like, oh, I'm in the top 0.05% of release the sounds listeners. But then I'm like, how many listeners are there? <laughs> like, yeah, true. Like, <laughs> I was in the top 0.05 for Blink-182. And I'm like, well, that's actually 0. pretty 0. good. 0.05 um, Maybe it was high. just 0.5. Yeah. Maybe it was just 0.5, which is still I good. believe it for release the sounds. That guy who sent it probably is 10,000 of the 10,500 yeah. <laughs> streams. But um, I had a dad message me and say, my kids love the Instagram song. Oh, great. Think, that's awesome. And I think it it is kind of like it's you know obviously there's it's comedic genius and yeah. satirical genius but it's but also family friendly and th- but i also think just the vibe of the song is very like it could be like a high five song yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know like yep. just the way the song sounds yeah that's like my the this i wrote a song for hamish and andy called the apology song Love where that. i apologized for everything i'd done yeah. wrong on the show yeah and i've had the same thing people tell me that their kids listen to it in the car when they get in the car, they request the apology song, which is just bizarre. And so funny. All those references must be going over their heads. But I think they again, just like it, the... it sounds like a kind of high fivey type song. But yeah, and also just like I remember, um, there was this song you probably before uh, after your time as well. There was this like uh, online song that went viral like in two thousand and five called The Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny. Did you right. ever hear no. about that? So you, sh- you, sh- you should check it out. It's quite funny. It's by a guy, um, I can't pronounce his surname, but it's like Neil Siagera, who went by Lemon Demon, and he also created the Potter Puppet Pals. Did you know Potter Puppet Pals? <laughs> All these no. words make you absolutely <laughs> no, right. recalling no so bells in my head. I think most people listening to this would know the Potter Puppet Pals, which was like a Harry Potter puppet show that was really funny. Right. And uh, But he did this thing called The Ultimate Showdown of Ultimate Destiny, which was basically like this song that detailed this battle of like a bunch of famous fictional characters. Like it starts with Godzilla and Batman comes in and there's like, it's a rap as well. And just, I remember as a kid, I heard it and I didn't even know many of the characters. Like it it had like Bill and Ted in it and I didn't didn't know who they were really. I do now. Um, But I just remember wanting to learn and hear this song because I just thought it was so cool and it was a rap. And I think it's like, Kids hear like these sort of rapped vocals and think it's really cool and want to learn it. I think I think for my age group, I reckon would be something called Celebrity Deathmatch. Have you ever heard of that? I have heard of that. Yeah. So it's like plasticine, like uh, Wallace yeah. and Gromit style, yeah. cage matches or boxing matches between celebrities. And I remember loving it. And it was only on Foxtel, so I could only watch it at my neighbor's house. Yeah. Okay. And but it was the same thing. Like I didn't know. I only knew every fifth celebrity, mm. but I still love the idea of like, oh, this person called Claudia Schiffer is fighting Hanson yeah. or whoever it was. Um, <laughs> and they would kill each other. And that was cool as well. But do you, um, do you just like reeling off all those like names of um, uh, 
Neil Strauss or what was his name? Neil Sierra. <laughs> Sierra. Yeah. Do you want, I can still wrap the, the bit at the end where all the heroes come in. Do yeah, great. Go. All right, I'm going to do it. So it goes like, then Gandalf the Grey and Gandalf the White and Monty Python and the Holy Grail's Black Knight and Benito Mussolini and the Blue Meanie and Cowboy Curtis and John B. the Genie, Robocop, Terminator, Captain Kirk, Darth Vader, Lopan, Superman, every single Power Ranger, Bill S. Preston and Theodore Logan, Spock, The Rock, Doc, Gok and Hulk Hogan all came out of no... Like, and it goes on. That's, that's awesome. Like, yeah, that's I awesome. still remember all the words to that and I'll never forget it and I loved it. But also, like, do you know the song White and Nerdy by Weird Al Yankovic? Yeah. Even that song, like, the whole song is sort of, like... You know, Weird Al's this white and nerdy guy who's doing like a gangster rap parody. And yeah. I always found that really cool as well. Yep. But Did yeah. you? But you're a guy. Would you know a whole lot of Eminem songs? Love back, Eminem. Back to front. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Without me, lose yourself. All the classic. Till I collapse. The only, the only rap I reckon I could do from popular culture, maybe, uh, is in Gorillas. Clint Eastwood. Oh, yeah. Do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. I, I, would I even, just did that. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to think. I think I'd even have to hear the lead in to know it. I, okay. <laughs> so it's the song that goes like, um, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm feeling sad. Yeah, it's from Demon Days. Yep. Is it? Yep. I thought Could it was from the self-titled album. Uh, or maybe it's called Demon Days. I thought I the, it was from Are they Demon in an uh, army the, vehicle on the front? Oh, no. that Yeah, Clint Eastwood is from that one. Yeah. Demon Days is Feel Good Inc., yeah, and, no, and no. This kids is with guns, maybe. This Sorry, is definitely yeah. from the uh, the army album. Yeah, okay. okay. Well, finally, someone let me out of my cage. Time for me is nothing because I'm counting no age. I shouldn't be scared. That's all I've got. <laughs> <laughs> so he knows four lines. Four lines, guys. That was pathetic. <laughs> that was pathetic. Edit that out. People are gonna. <laughs> no, I'm not out. editing that. Out. <laughs> I'm not editing that. Out. I'm keeping it in. How? Uh, you, so you finished up Brecky Radio. Sorry mm. to pivot away from that. No, no, that's fine. No, no, no. I can't. <laughs> On your no, those lyrics aren't coming to me any quicker. <laughs> oh, actually, speaking of gorillas, is mm. there's a rap bit in. In Feel Good Inc. that I always wanted to learn but couldn't get it. Yeah. Where, you know that bit where it's like, just laughing gas. Oh, yeah. Like, the laughing gas. Like, I always wanted to learn that but just couldn't. So that's you do, wait, I've got a feeling you can do All of One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. Can do All of One Week by Bare Naked No, I'm not doing it now. That's the song I always hear that I'm. I heard it actually on Saturday night and I thought like, man, if you did this at karaoke or something, people You'd would be so up. impressed. So it actually, it's, that's a funny story because me and I, we're at my share house. Yep. Dan, who lives with me in the room over there. Is the he, original singer of Bare Naked Ladies. He is not, unfortunately. No, he, uh, it was him and I, we were just at my house at my parents, like maybe five years ago now we went to school together. And uh, I just remember we were listening to the song and we were just like, you know what, man? We just have to learn the words to this song. We just have to. And then we sat there instead of going out one night, which we that's what we planned to do. We just sat there and learned the words. So now if he came home now and I said, hey, man, come in here and rap one week by the Bare Naked Ladies, like we'd both be able to do it. That's awesome. I yeah. hope he comes home by the end of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah, it's 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 a really funny song to sing because it's yep. so weird. But because yeah. it starts fast and then it gets even faster. Yeah. And man, you, you know, you start with your chickadee chinas. Yeah. You you end with your get in tune with Sailor Moon because that cartoon has got the boom anime babies that make me think the wrong thing. You know, you end up with that. And I think you'd be sitting in the like karaoke room, that weird semicircle that they've yeah. got. And you'd be, when you started, people would be like, whoa. And, people, and then people would be like, and then you get, the, yeah, then you get to the chorus. Like, ah! 
<laughs> no, but like, I actually think that's really wanky. Like I did karaoke once at a friend's birthday and like there was this girl there who by all accounts was an incredible singer. Yeah. She was amazing. You can't be too good at karaoke. She yeah. was going yeah. to, it yeah. was um, <laughs> Evanescence Wake Me Up Inside. <laughs> and she was just like, wake me up inside. And she, like, not like that. Yeah, but she, was, she was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, Nah, that's not what karaoke... Yeah, yeah. Karaoke is not your X Factor audition. No. Karaoke is just having fun with mates. Well, I reckon you and me are sort of at like a perfect level for karaoke where we're better than average, but yeah. not so good that people are like, well, you've obviously had professional training and now you're ruining it for the rest of <laughs> yeah. us. And it's like, asked, oh, it's not perfect, but yeah. hey. Yeah. Like, I think I asked her, I was like, what do you do? Mm. She's like, oh, I'm a singing teacher. And yeah. I'm like, oh, well... <laughs> Great. There you go. Good like, fun. It's like it's yeah. Like and then it, you get up to do one week, one week since because you've yeah. got no confidence. <laughs> then, yeah, now. then you feel shit. It's like if you're playing Jack in the Pack with a guys with a bunch of guys on the oval. You know Jack in the Pack, right? Uh, is uh, it mar- that mark marks up? Marks up, 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 which yeah. is where you kick the footy. Someone marks yeah. it, and they become the kicker. Yeah, right? it's like Richo's in the pack with you. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, Richo. Yeah. Or I was gonna say. Matthew Lloyd. <laughs> He's the only <laughs> like AFL player I know. <laughs> like if you're playing footy with Matthew friends. Matthew Lloyd, Ma- say. Matthew Lloyd is there and he's uh, Dusty's there, okay? Yeah. R- Dustin Martin is there and it's like, Dusty, I think you should go home. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you're too good. We can't <laughs> play against you and we're not having fun. You're having fun, we can see that, but we're not. We but used yeah. to play, uh, <laughs> when we got bored of Mark, we called it Mark's up. We um, called it Marcus up, and I had a cousin called Marcus, and we used and if he got it, we'd be like, "Oh, Marcus up!" <laughs> <laughs> it was so stupid. Sorry, continue. And we so when you the idea was when you did the pack mark, you got to be the person who kicked. Yeah, but so it's like one, and then a group of like yeah, five one people. kicker, group of five. Yeah, and then nobody actually wanted to be the kicker, so when you marked it, you. This was popular in our group. You'd mark it, obviously, and then you'd, like, drop it on Deliberately purpose. fumble, yeah. They're like, oh, so close. Sorry, mate, you got to stay up there because everyone wants to be the marker. Everyone like, wants to be the marker. No one wants to be the kicker. Or if you mark it, then you just kick a really easy one that you know someone's going to mark, so you just go back. Yeah. Well, as a kicker, you can only do badly. Like, if, if you if you kick it perfectly, no one cares. They're just playing the game. Yeah. But if you kick it bad, they're like, this guy sucks, <laughs> We can't even mark. That. What the hell? This who invited this guy? And then we used to play uh, a version of like doing a specky, which was one person was kicking, then one person was nominated to be like getting speckied on. <laughs> <laughs> Usually somebody lower in the rung in the social pecking order. <laughs> And you all were right, trying. To all right, uh, Tim, you're going to be specky again. Oh, I always have to be specky. Why well, can't I specky? You'll you get a go. Yeah, Don't worry. On, you can just do a few. <laughs> after a whole of lunch, the bell rings. He's like, oh, can I have a go? Next lunchtime, yeah, for sure. sure it's Tim. Friday. <laughs> Monday, for sure. You were telling a story. Yeah, yeah, no, that's kind of the end of it. Oh, okay. Um, now, speaking of speckies, and I was, yeah, we've, we're detouring her a lot. We're detouring a lot, but that's, that's right. We'll get to that breakfast show question. Yeah. Um, speaking of speckies, I remember once my, my, you know, those places you used to go for kids' birthday parties when you were at school where, like, um, it's like a sports center and they, like, they take you, they run a party, you play a few sports and team stuff. And yeah, sure. Yeah. So we had one of those and, like, Everyone showed up and the and all the kids were like mucking around before we officially started. And the boy whose birthday party it was 
speckied one of his friends and the friend like didn't expect it so he just like like flinched and then the boy whose birthday it was landed on his hand and broke his wrist and he had to go to the hospital but because the parents had paid for the party all the other kids just stayed at the party (laughs) it's like bart simpson with a broken leg watching everybody swimming swimming in his pool it was just it was such an awkward feeling because i was like well we're here for Chris's party, <laughs> but Chris is in hospital and we're just celebrating his birthday yeah. without him. And then there was birthday cake. cake we lolly sang, bags. Yeah, we sang to him and he wasn't there and everyone's like laughing like, oh, happy birthday to Chris. And it's like, it's not even there. And then at school, like the next the next week, it was like, oh man, your birthday was, was so, so good. good. <laughs> and he's like in his sling, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so good. But yeah, all right, breakfast right now. Now back to the normal questions. Enough of that birthday party oh stuff. No, enough of this gorillas <laughs> rapping and stuff. Uh, what do you, so you finished up Christian O'Connell. How was this year? You know what? Actually, uh, I'm so thankful this year because... I thought you were going to say, I'm so thankful this year's over. No, so <laughs> thankful for this year doing the radio show, I reckon, because I got to keep going in. I did four weeks of lockdown only. Yeah. Uh, and then we got special permits as... I don't know, under a general media umbrella of the media must go on <laughs> um, to broadcast from the studio. So I've, I've really felt like having that sense of normalcy, I, I didn't really struggle too much with 2020. Nice. And I already try and weasel out of social situations and going to parties and stuff. Mm, so mm. that part was perfect for me. And then like having these five hours out in the morning where I'm seeing my friends who I work with, yeah. doing the show, keeping busy, uh, yeah, and then I come home. I had still the Hamish and Andy podcast. I had my podcast to do. So yeah, I c- it kind of fit me really well, 2020. Nice. Cool. And Bianca, my wife, was still working as well. She was able to go in. So we didn't really struggle as much as some people did. How did you find it? Oh, I mean, this is this podcast's not about No, me. come it's on. You, no. you can have a go. No, pretty, pretty similar in some ways. Like I actually, a lot of my work ended up being home-based and I was living in an apartment at the time. So I was by myself in an apartment. And like, I had stuff to do. I had work every day. I was very lucky that I kept a lot yeah. of my work. And, you know, the podcast production industry, if anything, kind of ramped up at yeah. that time. And it's it's really becoming very competitive in Australia. Like, there's a lot happening in that space. So I was very lucky to keep jobs. I picked up the Chaser Report podcast as well. So a bit, a bit yeah. happening. Hey, what happened to, for a while you were going to like start your own business that was like, Mike, the podcast producer, I'll come and produce your podcast. Did you just get too busy for that? Oh, I mean, I still make podcasts for people, but it's just like I don't have enough time. Yeah, you're not set, like you're not going outwardly like, not, hey, I'll make your podcast. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's sort of it, it was a bit hard. Like I was a bit cooped up, but I'm just thankful I had stuff to do. Yeah. Because it just meant I had sort of purpose and I had something to do during the days that I could focus on and yeah do you prefer now living with sorry you got such a i've got the shortest cord sorry. on the microphone at, at mike's 20th yeah, century I, boy headquarters i just moved here and like all my stuff is in boxes so i can't anytime place. i like lean back and try and relax sorry, like pulls me, it's like it's being in a stress position so, it pulls sorry, me back. sorry man is your back <laughs> except sore? mike mike gets this like really fancy arm that's hi- hydraulic do you want to swap no, 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 okay. no, I don't want to swap. It'll okay. look weird in the edit of the video. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. You just do this. I do that. All oh, right. No, no, no. Now it's, no, no, no. That's okay, looking really whatever. weird. All I'll right. just lean forward. Sorry, guys. Um, so this is called having a difficult guest. How? 
Sorry, guys, we got a bit of a diva in the studio today. No, you could buy cords this short. And then I always get that feeling like I'm pulling on it and am I yanking it out because we don't nah, have headphones. We don't okay. know if we're still recording. And, and now something comes up on your screen that says um, my, space is overrides. My MacBook is, we're recording this on my laptop and my MacBook is running out of space. So who knows if the video is even going to save down at the end. <laughs> but it's all right. Does that mean we have to speed up? No, we don't like have to speed up because Zoom's actually really good. It saves the video to a cloud and then it just says double click this link when you have enough space to download it. Oh, so it's actually good. very, very good. Um, um, I was, I was actually. Oh no, I was going to ask you what oh, do you, yeah. where, how do you feel living with housemates versus when you were living in the apartment on your own? Oh, so good. I'm living with two like great housemates who are like really good friends of mine. Yep. And and, and uh, my housemate's dog, Arlo. That who, vicious dog who tried to kill me and as I came Arlo here. is a rescue dog and like she gets very scared of new people and stuff. So I actually had Zach, my mate Zach. I think you've met Zach a couple times. He Zach was here in the, one of the video clips for yeah, Release the Sound. he's in the yep. Instagram song video clip. And Zach... Uh, came and Arlo just jumped up and barked in his face. And like, luckily he's, uh, he said his girlfriend has a dog. So he's used to like that kind of behavior and stuff. But you know what it, so it reminded me of? And I just watched this on the weekend. White chicks. Have you ever seen that? I haven't seen white I, chicks. I'd never seen it either. Yeah. Um, don't bother. Oh, really? <laughs> I've heard it's hilarious. It's not that good. Okay. It was maybe three laughs for, you know, the 80 or 90 minutes that it went for wasn't yeah, really okay. worth it. But there's this scene... Well, I mean, this scene has been in so many um, comedy movies before, but where they shut... A dog is really aggressive and they shut it in a room and then they've got their back to the door and the dog is, like, pushing, oh, pushing down not the door. Like That's that. what happened in No! <laughs> and she settled that down. That dog could smell me and she wanted to kill me. She settled down and she's now probably outside the room waiting for us to finish because, like, Arlo... My housemates, they work, they, I'm still working from home predominantly. Both my housemates are working out of home. Yeah. And um, uh, because they're out and Arlo like is sort of walking up and down the hallways, every morning I wake up and Arlo's just waiting by my door. Oh, like, that waiting. is so sweet. She's waiting for me to get up so she has someone to play with. And then she just follows me around everywhere. And she just like set, sits outside the door when I'm working and like brings her toys over being like, come on, play with me. And I'm like, oh, I've got to work. I'm so sorry, Arlo, but I have to work. Um, I don't actually say that to her because she doesn't speak English. No, but I talk to my dog all the time. Yeah. So if you do do that, I don't judge you at all. Yeah. Um. So you got a, you got Tom Martin on as the producer of your show. Oh, radio that? behind the scenes oh, for big radio fans. No, no, I was just going to like, yeah. Tom is, we worked really briefly with Tom on the Luke and Lewis show when it was on Fox FM. Yep. And he's just like, genuinely one of the best producers I've ever worked yeah, with. He's, he's awesome. such a legend and like, but like he's, and he takes it so seriously. Yeah, he's really serious. And, and um, which is good. Like you yeah. need someone to like, not, especially on a show like Luke and Lewis at the time, which was such chaos. And then, um, but I just remember the one thing we did that broke Tom and just made him laugh. Like, I don't think he laughed once off air, right? Yeah. <laughs> I We were just fucking around after a show and I was going through this phase where I was just having lots of Listerine pocket packs and like we were all just fucking around. Then I just went up to Tom and I was just like, hey, Tom, Listerine pocket pack. And I just <laughs> held it up to his face and everyone just burst out laughing, <laughs> including Tom. But like, I, like I assume he's been really oh, He's good. been great. He, you, you described him well, but it is actually what you want from your producer because... While everybody else is screwing around trying to keep the vibe up and the energy up and, mm. and telling jokes and making each other laugh, you actually need somebody in there who is, you know, watching the clock and making sure that yeah. you, you, 
you're going to be moving forward and that everything that you need to do is getting done. He's perfect at that. Yeah, he's he's a he's a real gun. He's um he worked on he's worked on a bunch of Australian yeah. shows. He's he's from New Zealand radio originally, but he's worked on Will and Woody, uh, Husey and Kate. He just came from Hot Breakfast with Eddie Maguire when and we got he, him. He did Ben and Liam as well. Oh, and he was he he sure was the first guy to do Ben and Liam when they were community radio, community radio yeah. in Adelaide before they went to Triple J. Yeah, yeah. That's how have you seen their Instagram output? Ben and Liam is so funny, dude. I, they I, work so hard. I, I yeah, mean, you got to you're in. I'm in awe of them. Really, like I interviewed Liam for my podcast. Yeah, I watch. I heard that one, and he honestly, and I believed him when he said they're there till three o'clock still every day yeah and then they're getting there at like four o'clock in the morning the next morning to do breakfast radio like that is a long day <laughs> yeah yeah in but an office they did this video i think i sent it to you and i just it was so funny where it was like liam has just discovered borat for the first time and it was before borat 2 was yeah. even announced yeah. and and it's just liam walking around the office <laughs> Quoting a thirteen-year-old yeah. film and just going like, "Oh, where's my chair?" Yeah. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> it's really good. Oh man, like yeah, our, their Instagram like output is is just so yeah. funny. And now that I noticed they're doing national breakfast on Nova now oh, that all great. the um the city markets the have summer break stuff. Uh, have have gone on summer break. Yeah, cool. So those guys are working so hard. I I really love when people do well and because they put the work in and mm. I think they're a great example of that. Yeah. And pe- I see still people comment on this stuff like with sellout type comments. <laughs> you guys suck on Triple J still. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we haven't been there for like <laughs> two years. <laughs> no, but like a selling out comment is such a weird one. Like they went, they left Triple J not in their home state to go back to their home city in Adelaide <laughs> to do a job that they always wanted to do. Yeah. Like, but you, I guess you can't please everybody. Oh no, you definitely yeah. can't. Are, are you starting to feel the weight? Because you seem you seem so unfazed with breakfast hours, whereas I worked on the hot breakfast for one month, yeah. and the whole time, like it was such a good experience. I learned so much. The team was amazing. Yeah. Tom, like Tom Martin was on it. Michael James, the producer, like yeah. amazing stuff. But the whole time, I was just like. I never want to wake up at 4 a.m. ever again. Yeah, but in you my weren't life. going to sleep early. That's the thing. Like, you <laughs> literally weren't getting enough sleep. What do you mean? You were st- when you still up at like 11 and midnight and like <laughs> yeah. d- keeping my, your same routine. My sleep pattern never adjusted because it was only <laughs> like a month short. and a half. Yeah. So I was still going to bed at midnight and like waking up at four. And then coming home and like getting two more hours of sleep and then doing all my other jobs. Yeah, and the day sleep never makes you. It's the day sleep for whatever reason never feels like two extra sleep yeah. hours at night. Yeah, yeah. The first, actually, be honest. The the first two months I did on breakfast radio on Christian show, I was really really struggled for that same reason. I hadn't adjusted the body clock yet, mm. and I was just so exhausted. Like I would during the songs, I would go out. Um, side the studio and that where they've got a couch near the producing area and like lie down on the couch and just try to get like regain some energy and I could tell that like Christian was judging me through the glass <laughs> like you gotta think he's 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 uprooted his whole family to come to Melbourne and like make a goal of it like has to work doubly as hard up against really famous people on Melbourne radio and the guy he's chosen chosen as his sidekick is like on the couch. Right, uh, how long's on this song I'm gonna have a the lie down minutes, all right. And then you, you you used to do that at Hamish and Andy as well. You used to come into Hamish and Andy and you'd sit on the couch and nod off like during breaks oh, and stuff. Did I? Yeah. I, you told me never to say this and we can not cut it out, but you once fell asleep while we were all upstairs 
doing like one of the special skill audits. You were oh. down, you fell asleep on the couch and Hamish was like, where's Jack? We need Jack up here. So I went to get you and you were asleep and you were like, don't tell the boys, don't tell the boys. That is so bad. I do remember that. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, uh, in the in the first in the, honestly in the first two months, I felt like I could just never get enough sleep. Like, I, it, I mean, I can totally like. I think it's pretty reasonable because like, you I, even when I was doing that, and if I did the hot breakfast, got up at four, finished that, and then go do Hamish and Andy at quarter to ten, which is when we start till usually four p.m. Yeah. Right? That's a tw- that's twelve hours of just straight kind of and though and particularly being on air or like I was in studio paneling, like those are pretty focused jobs. Like you have to be like, you have to be really focused. Yeah. And I don't want to confuse people who do like really hard jobs, like Mm, labouring or like working, like landscaping all day or whatever, or like being a nurse or or working in a hospital, Mm. like super physical, intense jobs. But there is something about, always being switched on mentally and focused that it really just sucks your energy out straight yeah. away. Like, but even now that I'm uh, uh, getting enough sleep at night, so I try and get seven hours um, and wake up at 4.30, I still am drained of energy by midday the mm. next day. Did you find that, do you find that more with being on air or with panelling? Because when I guess you weren't panelling in a breakfast shift, but I just um, find with panelling, it's always like, you're always thinking of like the... F- three or four next things like songs microphone like just it's there's a lot of sort of mental juggling going on yeah i I would say it's 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 the same thing but now you're thinking about you you just you you i guess your attention is more on the show and because i'm like a very active like almost like a producer in the studio with christian where we make build the show together Mm. when we coming off into the songs and stuff, we're just plotting out like what else is going to come up in the morning or like what else you need in that same way that you do as a panel up, like making sure any audio you need is coming in. So I'm still trying to do that and keep active through it. So it, yeah, it feels like despite the two months I spent trying to sleep on the couch during the songs, <laughs> it feels like during that three hours, you never really stop running. You, yeah, you, you're yeah. always, you're always going. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. What else? Uh, what's planned for <laughs> What's uh, what's your middle name? <laughs> We're back to the guy I met at the school, and you're uh, one of the primary school kids. Uh, um, that's cool. Thank you. Uh, uh, when did you decide to be a weatherman? <laughs> I remember when when Mike Larkin did come to my school. My teacher made a big deal of the fact because I'm Mike Liberali, yeah. so she was like, "Oh, you're Mike L, and he's Mike L as well. Wow, you guys should get a photo." And there is a photo that exists of me in grade one with Mike Larkin, and I asked my mum if she could find it, but she can't find it anywhere, which is so disappointing. Because when Mike Larkin resigned from, by the way, and everyone who doesn't know, Mike Larkin oh, yeah, is, yeah. was for a very long time the new the weatherman for Channel Ten. Um, only Melbourne, right? Only Melbourne. Yeah. So a lot of people might not know who he is. Yeah. And so when he re- he resigned, I think he was sadly made redundant because of all the changes. At, like, oh, was he made redundant? I, th- I think he may have. I'm oh. not sure. I'm not sure. So apologies if that's not correct, Mike. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who I assume is listening yeah. to this. But And if you are listening, how do you know what the weather's going to be <laughs> like two days in advance? <laughs> like, how do you explain that to a grade one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But yeah, like I wanted to post that photo of Instagram of yeah. me and Mike Larkin, but mum couldn't find it anywhere, which is such a shame. I had to write uh, with our whole class 
had to write letters to your favourite Olympian ahead of um, Sydney 2000. <laughs> Ian yeah. Michael Ian Klim. <laughs> is, who's he? Is he a swimmer? Oh, you don't remember Michael Klim? The only Klim? ones I remember from that era is probably Thorpe and Kathy Freeman. Like. Oh, right. No, well, Michael Klim was like maybe a... L- no, he would have been there. I reckon he probably swam the relays with my, uh, Ian Thorpe. Oh, okay. He was a completely bald guy, so he didn't have to wear a swimming cap. Isn't that Grant Hackett? Grant Hackett, same era, different yeah. guy. And is Michael Klim Australian? Michael Klim is Australian. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Um, Should get him on the pod sometime. <laughs> Mike talks with Michael Klim. Well, you can use my letter as a cheat sheet because oh, yeah, I had to write my letter to him. But I didn't, as a kid, I didn't, the only thing I cared about sports-wise was footy and I didn't care one bit about the Olympics. Mm. I couldn't even remember the previous Olympics. So Sydney 2000 was like the first Olympics. Yeah. So I didn't know. I probably wrote questions like, how did you get into swimming? <laughs> oh, we had a pool in our backyard. <laughs> he never, they never wrote back. I think it was yeah, like, why it was like a riding to Santa exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Remember in, in year eight at school, we had to write, we went on like some year eight retreat. Like we had this, we went to a weird school and um, we had to write letters to ourselves in year 12. And it's like, oh, you know, when you're in year 12, we're going to show yep. you these letters and you can see like what year eight was like for yep. you. So then we, when we were in year 12, we went on the year 12 retreat tree and there was this teacher and i was like oh we've i I reckon i was the only one who remembered i was Mm. like hey are we gonna get our letters from year eight back and he was just like i don't think anyone knows where those letters are mate." it was was so funny because like everyone was like i don't remember doing that and it's like i do i've been counting down the day i can't wait to answer the questions from year eight mike yeah if they had actually done it properly it would have been really interesting to see four years uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, true it's not eternity i remember my a, a conversation I had with my mom. I might have told you this already mm. about Pokemon. In, when I was in grade six, it was like the height of Pokemon cards and the Game Boy game, first generation. Mm. And I was totally obsessed with it. Like I used to go to sleep wishing that Pokemon were real and I'd that I wake could wake up as a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, like I would wanted nothing more than b- to be able to like actually battle Pokemon with my friends. Do you think just a detour? Do you think that's coming soon with like the advent of VR? Like, do you think? Well, virtual reality could make that a reality. I guess, yeah, way better. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Which is super cool. Because even like Pokemon Go, it was was pretty cool to just see the Pokemon in In real life. In IRL, yeah. Man, with virtual reality, which is another thing since I was a kid has been promised. Yeah. I remember, do you remember uh, the Ferals? No. That would have been before your time. So the Ferals oh, yeah. was like... Rattus the Rat, Medicliana the, the Cat. cat. Yeah. They'd been watching Feral TV and they're never coming back. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. like that. So the Ferals hadn't... Before Feral TV, there was just they were just called the Ferals and they had an episode where they're... I guess the guy who owned them or like who lived in the house, the, the human character, yeah. had got VR, right. virtual reality. And I was like, well, this is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. wait for this to be real. And I remember my dad <laughs> explaining like, yeah, like with technology, they'll be able to... What, he's doing will be able to come real but it's not really real at the moment so Mm. this would have been still in the 90s yeah but it took so like that's 25 years for you know oculus rift and like the vr places to come to come along yeah so it's been way slower but i can't wait for it to be like proper reality real i like because i actually remember a time when like touch screens were like incredible yes like yes. the nintendo ds it was like what you can touch the screen and it responds and now it's like 
kids now were just, that's a given. Like yeah. everything has a touchscreen. But at the time, I remember it being a revolution that a phone could have a touchscreen. I remember the, the AMF bowling near our house had some kind of game that you could play that was touchscreen. It wasn't like the, it wasn't on the lanes. It was up in the, um, like, like the, the arcade, arcade section. Yeah. And it was touchscreen. And I re- even back then, I remember being like, oh, my God, this yeah. is crazy. Like, the heat of your finger is making this work. Now ATMs have touchscreen. Like, everything yeah, is touchscreen. Yeah, now you wouldn't, now. like, now buttons is weird. For but, kids yeah. coming up, buttons will be weird. Yeah. So, so This thing that runs the whole podcast? Yeah. Very ancient technology with buttons. But it does have a touchscreen. The roadcast has a touchscreen. What was the story about Pokemon, though, with your mum? Oh, yeah. Uh, I forget why we were talking about it. But I remember my mum having a conversation with me about, like, you do realise in the future you won't care about Pokemon as much as you do now. And I was like, I don't think so much. It's like, well, think well, about... that's true for me. Think, think about... <laughs> <laughs> like, I reckon I think about Pokemon as much or more than I did when I was that age. <laughs> like, legit. Well, <laughs> sorry. She, yeah, she said to me, she's like, well, remember when you loved, how much you loved Ninja Turtles when you were really little and now you don't really care about Ninja Turtles. Just imagine the same thing happening with Pokemon. And I was like, no, nah, but like, this I is really mom. love It's not Pokemon. a face. <laughs> I really love Pokemon. <laughs> but I did grow out of it. Sorry, Mike. I didn't, I couldn't join you on um, the enthusiasm that you still have for Pokemon. I don't, I couldn't name one Pokemon in the plus hundred and fifty category. Yeah. Well, do you um do you know Mew, the Pokemon Mew? Is that one fifty one? Okay. Mate. In the called it, <laughs> called you. got him. He's got him. I do know Mew. I didn't know how to get it. There was a way that you could get yeah, Mew. We, we talked about this when you came on my oh, podcast did we? last time. <laughs> <laughs> so we are now maybe redo- we do. We're maybe. now redoing the other podcast. <laughs> Well, for the full Mew chat, everybody can check out episode three. Five. Episode five, five of 20th Century Boy. Yes. Um, all right. We're getting to the end of this. I hope that's okay. Did we also say, we, we would have talked about this, I had a Charizard, an original Charizard. Like the Pokemon card? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Oh. You know, those can go up to up to like, I think, I think $8,000 or something, oh, okay. like a hollow original. I wish I knew that now because you told me you bought one for 50 bucks. No, I bought one for three bucks. What? <laughs> I think it was the biggest steal in the world. <laughs> nah, so one of my good mates uh, who occasionally listens to this podcast, uh, Harry Handley, who now lives in America, yep. we used to work together at Dan Murphy's over in Kew. And I was uh, trying to complete my Pokemon card collection back then, still am. And yep. uh, Harry was like, hey, I've got a bunch of like shiny cards. I know they're worth like a fair bit, but if you want, you can just have them for like, 15 bucks mm. so he gave me like 10 shiny cards for like 15 Jeez. bucks um which thank you so much harry i really appreciate it but i just think he didn't he didn't care about them at all and he i don't know if he could be bothered trying to sell them properly but the charizard card he gave me is it's no nowhere near min condition it's like very creased and stuff but it's still something right because i thought did you ever buy one for 50 bucks or maybe you told me they usually go for mm. 50 bucks because they're very pricey they're the rarest card i think See, I was saying that on Christian O'Connell show because they don't care one bit about Pokemon. And I said, well, I used to have a, uh, the rarest card, mm. the Charizard. And then I think they got in their head like an $8,000 price tag on it. And they were like, well, how much does it, 
do they go for now? And I go, well, up to 50 bucks. My nah, friend Mike paid for. Nah. And they laugh. Like, Chris, the Chris shouldn't makes fun of me on your show all the time as well. So you've just like, he probably has in his mind that I'm this like fucking idiot. And he's like, well, have you told the story about the first interaction that you guys ever had? Which one? The prank call in the no, car. No, that's not the first interaction we ever had. Oh, what was the first interaction? I don't think he remembers this, but like, because... I don't know if we can even talk about this so we can cut it out, but do you remember like the first year you started on that show for like a very short window, you were trying to get me a job. Oh yeah. Show? No, we can mention that. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there was a very short period where it was like potentially like tentatively of interest that I would maybe go and do work on that show. Yeah. Pretty much to just me and Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and that still gets used as a joke in our, in the radio team where people go like, Jack, remember the time Jack wanted an assistant? But I did, I wanted you to come on as a producer, but yeah. because I suggested you, they were like, ah, oh, Jack wants an assistant. Oh, God. And, uh, but that, that was probably my first interaction, which was when you told me to email Christian yep. with like my CV and stuff. And uh, What did he write back? He actually was really nice. He said, hey, mate, uh, thanks for this. You've got a great CV for someone your age. And uh, I'll le- he said, leave it with me. So I assume he's still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> he picks it up every couple of weeks. But I think didn't it end up as like they just didn't, they didn't they want did or just, need someone else. They just didn't want to put an extra person on, yeah. which is crazy because gold is in the same building as Kiss, mm. which is Jason PJ at the same time of our, as us. And they had at the time... I think they had four more people working on their breakfast show than we had. Oh, right. Yeah. Now they've got, there's still two ahead, but we've managed to get a few more. And what were we, what were we, to, oh yeah, the, the prank call. Yeah. So. Oh, the prank call. So yeah. Jack was in, I can't remember why this even happened. Cause I didn't, I think I didn't know that I was on a private number and I called Jack and you answer the phone differently if it's a private number. Yeah. You, you say, hello, this is Jack, yeah. right? Whereas if you knew it was me, you'd be like, hey, Mikey, right? Yeah, yeah. And based on the way you answered, <laughs> I knew that you it, that I must have been on a private number and that you yeah. didn't know it was me. So instantly I'm like, oh, I have to do a prank. Like I just <laughs> I just have to. So what I, did I say I was like... Uh, Colin, oh, so well, from my side of it, I'm in I'm in the car. Mike comes through the Bluetooth. Yeah. Well, sorry, the private number comes through the B- Bluetooth, and I've got Christian for the first time ever riding next to me. I'm, the first time I'm ever driving yeah. him anywhere. He's the passenger in my car, and obviously, I have no idea that Christian yeah. is in the car. <laughs> and I don't say because I don't know the person on the other end. I don't say like, "Hey, you're in the car with Christian." I just say, "Hey, it's Jack." Yeah. And you said you were Damien, and that you were Gumtree from Gumtree, Gum and you were interested in buying or selling no buying your bedside bedside table table, which your wife bianca had put up on gumtree and listed your number but the kicker (laughs) was all improvised guys all improvised that's the the stuff that but he was doing a british accent damien was british (laughs) i was doing a christian pretty much doing christian's accent i was like hello jack it's uh it's Damien here from Gumtree. I just wanted to call about the the uh, bedside table you've got on, on Gumtree from uh, from your wife, Bianca. So as the prank goes on, I, I start to think that it's not Damien from Gumtree because I'm not selling bedside tables. And <laughs> yeah. then I really narrow down to all my friends who would do a prank to <laughs> only Mike. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I think this is Mike. And I'm so embarrassed to say, because Christian the whole time looking at me like, what? What the, the fuck, fuck is, is this? going on? What is this? <laughs> Which and you would be. So I eventually said something. Like, al- <laughs> there wasn't anything especially funny about no, the prank. it wasn't prank. a funny prank. You weren't <laughs> stitching just, me up. It was, it was just like, I'm doing a prank <laughs> just because. Like, 
<laughs> there was no gotcha moment at all. <laughs> yeah. Like it was like I was was I meant to just come out and be like, oh, it's yeah. Mike, you fucking idiot. You <laughs> fucking idiot. How could you think that was Damon, you fucking idiot? <laughs> but what you told me afterwards, because then I I said, Well, if you're if this isn't Damien, I'll just let you know I'm in the car with my new boss, Christian O'Connell, and then you were like, Oh, uh, hi Christian, or whatever you did. Yeah. Um but and later you told Christian, me. Christian spoke to me. He was like, who, 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 which one of Jack's friends is this immature? <laughs> That's what he said on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I remember he wasn't impressed by it. Oh. And then you told me, well. you're like, oh, that's so lucky. Just in the, in the split second that I thought of like what character I was going to be, I almost chose Christian O'Connor. Yeah, I, I, there was a part of me that was like, oh, I'll just pretend I'm Christian and I'm calling from a private number. Like, so I was going to be like, hey, Jack, it's Christian. <laughs> that would have been such a and weird... it would have been so awkward because it would have looked like it's a regular that thing. That we do I it do. all the time. <laughs> and you, like, mock him, which you, which you do, Jack does, does not do that. But it would have kind of looked like, like that. But a, just for Like, what... I always just, as soon as I leave the station, call my best friend to just go like, hey, let's make fun of Christian O'Connell again. I have to get it out of my system. Hello, I'm British Christian O'Connell. Yeah, how are you, British Christian O'Connell? And, um, and yeah, like, I just went with Damien. So, yeah, that was yeah. the first interaction I had with him. Yeah, but it didn't deter you from doing prank calls because you still, when you'll still go for one if you're on private number, which you yeah. are a lot. What are you always changing a private do, number I for? I do prank calls all the time. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I get bored and I just prank friends I just, and they always immediately know it's me. Like, ask Luke Kidgel, one of my good mates. I will call him once a week and just be like, all right, it's uh, Tim from the Commonwealth Bank here. Your account's been hacked into. <laughs> well, I think I think it get, would probably get harder and harder year on year as you get older and less, and less people do pranks yeah. at your age. It's kind yeah. of like, um, you know, Bart Simpson did them to most heaven at 10 years old. So <laughs> at 26, it's kind of old to still be doing prank calls. No, but long live the prank. I still welcome them. I think it encourages creativity and I yeah. like to see new characters being developed. Well, that's why I do yeah. them, yeah. yeah. Um, Let's do a prank call. No, Let's do a prank it. call right now. Uh, okay. Let's do a prank call. Uh, yeah. Prank. Yes. Who, who should we prank? Can we hook into the system? Who do you, who do you, uh, well, we don't have headphones or anything. Oh, right, so yeah, yeah, just put it on speakerphone. Um, well, not Luke, because Luke, Luke is, he, he always knows it's you. Oh, who will we prank then? Like, who do you want to prank? Um, do Keelan, who works Keelan, on the Luke okay, and Lewis Keelan's show. Keelan's one of my mates and he works on the Luke and Lewis show. Yeah. Um, I'll just block my caller ID, which always takes a while. Um, so just talk amongst yourself, Jack. Uh, Keelan and I are going now. bowling together. Yeah, he told me that actually. <laughs> All right, here we go. Do you want to come? I was going to ask you I'd if you want to come. come. Yeah, I'd love to. Here we go. What are we? We just doing? It? I'll. All right, I'll start it. It's ringing. <laughs> it's ringing. It's ringing. Guys, it's ringing. <laughs> No pickup so far, guys. Should we try someone else? Yeah. I reckon... Oh, it picked up right at the end there. Should I just do it again? Yep. All right, sorry. All right, here we go. All right, it's ringing. <laughs> it's ringing. It's ringing. Oh, hello, Killen. This is uh, Hartley from National Australia Bank. How are you today? Uh, good. 
That's good. Hi, Matt. We're just calling to uh, offer assistance on your debit uh, credit account. Could you provide the details for the account for me now, please? Just the number and the full name and date of birth. Is this a real call? I can't tell. It sounds like you're putting on a voice. Oh, no. It's Hartley here from the National Australia Bank, um, situated in the city of Melbourne. I'll just pass you on to my colleague, Dimitri. Hello, Keelan. Hello, Keelan. Oh, we better call him back. <laughs> <laughs> we better call him back. Just say you tell me, it's Dimitri. It's Dimitri from NAB. It's ringing, guys. Should I change my voice or do I have to commit to it now? <laughs> just, just, just Obviously, see what very happy with it. Just see what happens. Oh, he's, he's clued on. I reckon just hang up. Hello, is that Keelan? Killen, it's Damien here from National Australia Bank. I am sorry about my colleague. Are you there? Yeah. Um, there's no problem with... Sorry. There's no problem with your account. Um, we just need to verify that your surname is... What is it again? <laughs> Who is this? Damien from National Australia Bank in the city. I don't know. You you don't know your own surname. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, we going? <laughs> what a fucking idiot! <laughs> fucking idiot! Doesn't know his own surname. <laughs> do we call him back and tell him? Yeah. Do we do? Hey, this is a gotcha call. It's yeah. Matt Tilly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. It's ringing. It's ringing, guys. <laughs> it's ringing. Let's call him one more time. Jack's opened my sock. No, don't hold up my bonds, undies. Hello, Keelan. <laughs> this is Dimitri Williams from the National Australia Bank. How's it going? Okay. Do the gotcha bit. What? Do the gotcha bit. Hey, Keelan. Hey, Keelan, guess what? Guess what? It's Mike and Jack. We gotcha. Gotcha. Is it gotcha goal? All right, bye. Gotcha call. I don't know what happened there. No. Um, all right, we're finishing up. It's gone for far <laughs> too long and it's it's descended into chaos. So, finish up. What is one book, movie, and album that everyone should listen to, read, and watch? Oh, that's cool. I must yeah. have never got to the end of your mic talks before. <laughs> is this something that you no, do every week? I only, I sort of started it with the Ruben episode where I asked him about album. Yep. Then with... Broden Kelly, I asked him album and movie. Now I'm doing album, movie, book. Okay. Uh, um, album, movie, book. All right. Uh, Doesn't have to be your favourite. It's just everyone should listen to, watch. And sure, sure. Yeah. This, this is a, there, there is a great album. It doesn't even have all my favourite songs on it, but um, Against Me, the album is called New Wave. Okay. It's just like a perfect album start to finish. Wow, okay. Um, nice. It's like if for people who don't know against me, it's like um, should I explain the band or it's, it's, it's not punk, necessary? Yeah, they're a punk, yeah like a punk band, punk, yeah. like in in the same like eras, Green Day and Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, even though they're, they're still around. Yeah, um, New Wave came out two thousand seven. I was listening to it on the way here. Nice, great album. Cool, I'll check it out. Movie? Yep. I'll come back to movie. Mm-hmm. Book. 
Uh, I'm just starting a great book at the moment. I mean, I guess it, it's not my favourite book of all time. Okay, well, don't do that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so far I like it. I actually like it so much I was like, oh. No, oh. but this is a big question. It's okay, like okay, a book so okay. everyone should read. Everybody should read. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Oh, gosh, okay. Oh, you know what book I love? I think I've recommended it to you before as well. Even if you don't love tennis, the Andre oh, Agassi yeah. biography, it's called Open. Andre Agassi Ryan Open. Shelton talked about that as well. Oh, mate, yeah. it, it's so good. I listened to the audiobook version mm. of it where it's got him as the narrator. Mm. It's, it's, it's the, um, the first chapter is unbelievable. He essentially starts before his last match of ch- tennis. Like he's in the... Um, like uh, I was going to say the waiting room, but that's not the, what they call it in tennis. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Agassi, we'll see you now. <laughs> this way to centre court. Uh, he, no, he's so what's the problem today? Oh, I'm just I'm really nervous I'm about saying. this tennis match. <laughs> well, interesting. Like like he talks about how much he hates tennis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and but like the rituals he goes through to still be he was one of the best in the world, mm. but he hated tennis. That it's. Honestly, I don't care really much uh, about tennis at all, but loved that book. Okay. Um, nice. Andre Agassi, Open. Then a movie that everybody should watch. Yeah. Great question. My favourite yeah. film is Wayne's World. Okay, yep. With Mike Myers. Yeah, but not everybody has to watch that. I felt like if I if you watched it now, it, it you know, you probably have to have nostalgia tied to it for it to be the classic that it is. Sure. Um, I liked I mean, The Departed, but this is like not movies that people must watch. I mean, I think it's just like in your head, yep. do you think everybody should watch that movie? Like, do you think it's like, is it just a classic? Is it super funny? Is there a meaning behind it that you think is important? Like that kind of thing. I know. Okay. I got, I got a good one. Mm. This, for some reason, this movie doesn't get mentioned enough. It's called The Game. It's got okay. Michael Douglas in it. Have you ever heard of it? Nah. Nah. For, for whatever reason, it just, like, is not on the radar. I don't know how old it is, 20 years old. It's so good. I love it. I, it I'm going to watch it again today. I'm so excited to watch it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the game, he's, he, I, I don't want to say too much about it because it's like the the intrigue of the game that he's playing, you don't know much about it. Okay. But he's, he enters into this game. Is it like a sci-fi? Or is no, it no, 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 not sci-fi, like real, real life thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, if you, if you guys like thrillers, watch the game. Mm. Michael Douglas. And if you guys like somewhere. Thriller by Michael Jackson, that's on Spotify. Yeah. Good album. Yep. Or watch the video clip on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And with that, we end another edition of Mike Talks. That was really good, man. And I, Imagine, like, the thing with my talks is it's not like you come on once and that that's your go and you're done. Like, I'd love for you to be, like, a recurring guest on this. Okay. It's been really fun. Thanks, man. Do I have to have another album and book? Or? Yeah, you'd have to come up with... I mean, that's just, you know, you've got a lot of wisdom with behind you, you know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Man, thanks for having me. I'd love to. So, well, I'll be on next works. episode or... Not next one, nah. Okay. So, the one after that? Possibly. The one if, after If that. I can't find someone. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Mikey. Thanks, man. Sorry I looked through your underwear drawer. <laughs> Pretty weird. <laughs> This podcast was a Radio Mike original production. Head to radiomike.com.au to check out all our other content. Stay up to date at radio.mike on Instagram and get in touch. Radiomikepod at gmail.com.